You are listening to a podcast providing education on how you can spot, report, and prevent trafficking. Through survivor-informed content, our team of survivors, industry experts, and community leaders are committed to increase survivor identification beyond 1% as the first step to ending child sex trafficking in America by 2030. Join us for real facts, real stories, and real ways you can be on watch with us. Hello, my name is Brittany Dunn, and I am joined today by Christy Wells. We are here to discuss how you can spot, report, and prevent trafficking where you live, work, and play. Again, my name is Christy Wells. I'm the Chief Executive Officer of Safe House Project. When Brittany and I founded Safe House Project in 2018, it was because we wanted to make a difference in combating trafficking. And we all have got to do our part and understand how we can come together, regardless of where we're at, whether we are a a cultural influencer, a corporation, or a community member, and we have the ability to make a difference in combating trafficking. So I'm so excited to have our guest on today, Tom Forshaw. He is the president of Forshaw, uh, or Forshaw Inc., um, which is a leader in the pest management industry. And we're excited for him to be on today to talk about the unique position that uh, his company took to really combat trafficking. Tom, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you, Christy and Brittany. Thank you. We're thrilled to have you. So to kick it off, tell us a little bit about Forshaw, how 2020 has been for you and your company, any of those good things. All right. Well, Forshaw is a distributor to the professional pest management industry. We provide products and services, equipment to companies that protect homes and businesses from pests. The company was started by my grandfather 60 years ago. My father expanded the business, and now I have the opportunity of continuing their legacy. And currently, we're supplying in over about 40 states. We've got a a fair reach with uh, different PMPs around the country, uh, pest management professionals. But uh, 2020 has been an interesting year, to say the least. You know, starting uh, with COVID, we've, we've had to learn how to, to to work differently with our customers. We've had to learn how to interact in ways that are are contactless services and that type of thing. But it's been a it's been a very positive thing for the industry that we were deemed an essential service, and so we were able to continue working the entire year. That's great. And you and I actually were in D.C. for the Legislative Action Day for the National Pest Management Association just as all of this was starting. I, I remember us seeing it on the news, and I don't think we realized that the next week the world was going to shut down on us. No, it, it <laughs> went from uh, everything was normal to everything was uh, new. <laughs> everything was different. That's right. Now, I have had the the great fortune of getting to work with you and, and hear your heart for this issue. But share with our guest, really, what moved you to um, become part of the anti-trafficking movement and leverage your company to, to take action? Yeah, so I've, I have several friends that I've been very close to and supporting their charities over the past several years, building hospitals in Africa and Central America or, or healthcare in Haiti or orphanages or, or different events to, to help combat childhood diseases. And I always enjoyed working with them, but I really didn't know what to do myself. I, I wanted to do more than just su- supply you know, a little bit of time and, and, and some money to their causes. So it, it took about a year to really figure out how we could use our, 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 our reach and our customer base and leverage those numbers of companies and, and build something scalable. To, and what, what really came out of it was, was human trafficking. We have the ability to 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 reach a vast amount of people that that are 
the eyes and ears of their communities. And, and so we wanted to take advantage of that. And, and this, this is a, a real problem and, and something that most people don't think about and, and understand. And so it, it seemed like a perfect, perfect fit for, for our, our company and, and, you know, our mission of what we wanted to accomplish. That's amazing. And for those of you listening, what Tom was able to do was actually bring on Safe House Project and the OnWatch team to develop the very first industry-specific training. And we get to train, in total, I guess there's about 160,000 pest management technicians nationwide. And we, Tom paid to develop a training to go be available to all of these pest management techs on how to spot trafficking as they are navigating their way in businesses and homes and how to understand the signs and indicators that would be present in, in those situations. And so it really, to your point, Tom, is really equipping the industry to be the eyes and ears of their community to actually spot something and make a difference. I think y'all told me before that the pest management guys are the only ones that uh, are welcomed into a home as readily as they are. And so it's just such a unique position and it's exciting to see what's, what's going to be done with it. It is. It's a great relationship that our customers have with with the homeowners and the businesses that they service, and it, you know, it's. I believe it's a it's a, an attitude of, of servant leadership that that our, our industry really has that I think fits well with with the cause. Can you share a little bit about what you envision for the future and kind of that impact that you hope this um, solution has on the anti trafficking movement? Absolutely. You know, I feel like the, the time and the money that it's spent is, is worth it if we've saved one person. And what I find really exciting is, is the opportunity to work with so many different companies who are passionate and excited about charitable giving and, 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 and just dedicating their, their time and their, their, their labor, their money to, to helping others. I feel like we can, we can really scale this project. We can scale the training to where we have thousands of tens of thousands you know of people that are, are out there looking and um, trying to spot and report sex you know signs of sex trafficking my my goal is to grow our industry's awareness and use that as a platform to help spread awareness um, outside of the industry through their friends and contacts and 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 you know eliminate sexual trafficking altogether now you guys really have stepped up as a really a leading industry. We've seen Marriott is really the only other company that we can think of that's really developed a training and given it away to an industry to say, hey, we're in a position to make a difference. So it's really cool to see the pest management industry doing this. But what role do you think corporate America can play in combating social justice issues like sex trafficking? Yeah, I think that, you know, any type of social good is is not just a it should be seen as a necessity, not as a marketing strategy. And, and, and I think we're starting to see a shift from social responsibility to more social justice. And, and ultimately standing by and, and being silent won't solve the problem that, that we're facing in America. So it, it's the, the thing is, I think a lot of people rely on government or nonprofits or, or churches to, to solve the problems. But I do believe it's going to take more than that. I think in, in order to truly impact these problems, we've got to involve corporations. Also, let that trickle down into the communities, help that to trickle down into communities. Absolutely. We definitely see that the most successful communities in combating any issue of social justice really comes when you get that marriage of corporations seeing the way that they can invest in that issue 
married with the work of the nonprofits and of government. And so it's we have to get the entire machine moving together to really make forward progress. Otherwise, we see that there are these gaps that naturally occur between between either places where there might need to be a handoff or something of that effect. And so we really, it's an all hands on deck effort to, to make lasting social change. No, I agree. And I'm, and I'm really happy to, to be a part of it. And I'm really happy to see that our industry and, and is, is latching on to support. You know, I, I guess if you really take it down to a simplest form, trafficking is just evil. Using people in that type of way is, 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 is a horrible thing to envision. And, and we can't ignore the problem. It's not okay to do nothing. What I'm looking forward to is just providing some type of information, helping to provide some type of information that, that people can, will know how to do something when they, when they see a problem. People need to know that they get to make a difference. Mm-hmm. One thing before I go into this next question that I think is important for you to know is the funds from what you use to develop the training. Uh, and invest in the training. We are fortunate enough to have our partners in this. Uh, Maloof Foundation actually bears a lot of the weight of what um, the training cost would be, uh, and they donate those services as, as really a, a gift to us. Therefore, we are able to turn around and put those dollars to actual work in combating trafficking. And so we're excited to tell you that the dollars that you have donated actually are going to help launch a new home for minors. It's going to be able to support 12 girls. So really you're opening up 12 beds in restorative care home, restorative care home in America that is going to be able to really make a difference in your community and across the nation. So um, you really have, and you know that that's, when we began, there were only a hundred beds in restorative care homes across America. And so adding 12 is, a big chunk and a big increase. So you guys have really gotten to be part of attacking both sides of the issue, kind of that awareness and the prevention, as well as the treatment for those who are identified, which is so critical uh, to make sure that we're, we're addressing both sides of that issue. What is one message that you want the survivors to hear? Well, and that's, that's great to hear about the 12 new beds. And, and my first thought is, okay, that's, let's do it again. Let's get, <laughs> let's get another 12. So that's that's congratulations on that. That's gonna be great. I mean, you know, a message that that I'd like a survivor to hear. You know, that's that's a hard one, and it's just hard to imagine what what the survivors have been through, and the people who haven't been rescued, you know, are currently going through. What has been going on is not right, and it, and it shouldn't happen. And and that they are, you know, they're they're an individual and a, a beautiful person and and somebody who has value. And so. The things that have happened in the past, you know, can't define us. We, we have to work on the future. We have the power and you have the power to define your future. You know, that's, we, need, we need to give these people the, the understanding and, and the survivors the understanding and, and the, uh, the support to, to know that they can have a great life. Absolutely. And I think that that is a message that we have to beat that drum so loudly and so clearly and consistently because... We have to break down the shame and everything that they've carried for so long. And having community members start to say, no, you have value, dignity, and worth. And I see you. And I see a future that is better than your than the past that you've endured. And that together we can continue to support you into your future. That's just that, that long-haul solution that makes people know that they are truly supported in not just their rescue, but in their restoration. 
And um, we just appreciate all the work that you're doing to, to give those individuals that opportunity without the support of corporations and donors, you know, that those, those beds aren't available. And that's a hard reality. We never want to have to turn away a survivor because of a capacity issue. And so we're just so thankful for everything that you're doing to not only help educate up to 160,000 pest technicians to teach them how to spot, report, and prevent trafficking, but also to offer that restorative care because that is what ensures that the story doesn't end at rescue. And so we greatly appreciate your partnership. We appreciate your time. Before we sign off, is there anything else that you want to share or where can people find you or learn more about the, the training that's available in the National Pest Management Association website? Well, I, I want to say thank you to you, um, Brittany and Christy, for, for all that you guys are doing. And I'm, I feel very fortunate to have, have been, been uh, connected with you guys and been able to partner on this project. We really do appreciate all that you do to, to make this happen and, and to make lives better and, and make, and make the, our communities better. It's going to take a long time, but I feel like we can get there. So for training or that has been launched on through foreshell.com, you can find training through our also through our National Pest Management Association website, pestworld.org. And so we look forward to to really spreading the message as, as far as we can. That's awesome. Well, Tom, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your partnership in this and for being a difference maker and really leading the way and showing corporations that they have a unique opportunity to engage. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys, and look forward to working with you to build a brighter future. Let me leave you with a quote from William Wilberforce, who once said, you may choose to look the other way, but you can never say again that you did not know. Each of us has had a defining moment in our life where we're faced with the choice to either engage or look away. We hope you'll subscribe to our podcast for future content about how you can make a difference in ending trafficking. Thank you for listening.